Oh yes, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans. They say in death there are no accidents. And it's no accident today that we are covering my favorite Guilty Movie Pleasure horror franchise. The first one, The Final Destination! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Oh yes, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans! We're back! We're here early on a Monday. Jesse McIntosh is not with us tonight because he has some class or some nonsense. I'm your host, Ben Begley, and with me, very special guest, Perry Nemiroff. Hey! I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for being here. I'm so happy that your original pitch to me for this show just started with Final Destination. Yeah, we There's did. There's no we, easier way to get me on a show. We talked about this uh, because we had a couple fans on Twitter say that you should come on the show and then I was like, well, I'll just ask, because I've been on Collider Nightmares, and we we run in the same circles of people, uh, and yeah, it's it's something that we worked on for a while, and we made it happen. I'm so happy. Perry's on the show. <laughs> yes. Perry, so let's talk a little bit about you before we get into Final sure Destination, thing. and then we'll talk about our love for Final Destination, um, because I own all five of these on various platforms, and... Uh, I think I own, uh, I, I actually own the 3D versions of them, even though I don't have the 3D TV. And the, the one regret, I, I have several regrets in my life, but one of the big ones is not seeing the last two Final Destinations in theaters in 3D. Oh, because I feel I like. Don't say that about number four. I own really? four of the five. You Final don't own Desti- four? I am livid about four. Really? Four, four makes me angry, yeah. Let's, we're going to talk Final Destination, then we'll talk Collider, because I want to hear why you hate four so much. I hate four, because it takes that concept, and it's like, a, it's a cash grab. And that yeah, entire yeah, yeah. movie was designed around 3D. Everything yes. is for 3D. Nothing is for story. Nothing's for the excitement it's of the very, concept. It's very much like Friday the 13th Part 3D, where the kills are all just like, how can we ever come to the and camera? you remember those weird transition-y things they had, yeah. where, where you would see, uh, you know, the things that they would use to kill people? That's not uh, yeah. how you do a movie. And there's not really, if I remember right, 4 is the only one that doesn't really forward the plot in any way. Because, no, not at all. Because 2, you learn that if there's a life... Because there's the pregnant woman in two, right? Mm-hmm. And then somehow that cancels the, it out. The pregnant woman was kind of not really tied into it. Yeah. The, 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 the cool thing about two... The mythology behind this is very fast and loose. I feel like the mythology really only pertains heavily to one, two, and then five. Yeah, because five then... Spoiler alert, everybody. Uh-huh. Five ends up being a prequel to the first one, and then um, the remaining people who survive five get on flight, what is it, 185? 180. 180, <laughs> flight 180, yeah. After seeing that movie, I would never, ever get on a flight that was 180. The I'm, I gotta check my reservation. I'm flying uh, <laughs> very soon, and, and all I kept thinking was, oh, damn it, why did I, oh, why did we pick this yeah. one? Because I remember <laughs> watching the Final Destination 3 uh, and then going to Six Flags, and I hadn't been into an amusement park in years, mm-hmm. and I went on it, and I was with my girlfriend at the time, now wife, Renee, and as I was going up, I was like, where's the chain? Cause, and obviously the chain goes over the hill, and then you go down, but and it's all magnetic from there, but I thought, oh my God, Final Destination 3 is going to happen right now, and mm-hmm. my wife was like, what? Why would you say that right now? Well, that's the coolest thing about the franchise. Yeah. Even if it hasn't happened in a movie, even if it's like, yeah. I, like when I was walking around New York when I used to live there, seeing rickety-looking scaffolding, I'm like, well, that's a Final Destination movie exactly. in the making. Exactly. And last night when I was actually, I, I watched this last night, and when I was walking with my dog at night, I kept like being like, am I just freaking myself out, or am I having little weird premonition moments? And I've had... So even though these movies are super guilty and ridiculous, I would argue that the first one's a pretty good horror film. Oh, like yeah. Just a genuinely, as guilty as it's, it has guilty moments for sure, but out of all five, it's the best actual film. But for me, two is the most entertaining. Two is probably my favorite. I think it's because, oddly enough, I had seen that mm-hmm. one first. And, you know, normally the first entry, or at least oh, yeah. from your perspective for a uh, franchise, ra- is the um, favorite. Last Crusade is my favorite Indiana Jones movie, even though Raiders is clearly a yeah. better film you know i love uh, i love last crusade because i saw that first i mean we can have that argument with star wars all yeah. day too i saw return of the jedi first and now i like empire the most it's weird it's weird yeah yeah and i am a new hope because yeah. i saw it first it came first in the order of release and that's why i love that's not just why people I love who that like the prequels most, most. i have but i have friends own? i i know people who are 
far younger than me that love the prequels because they grew up on it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, God. It is crazy to think that a whole generation grew up with those instead of what we had. And think that ours are kind of hokey. And it's like, no, no, you are Ooh. wrong. Anyways. <laughs> Well, before we get into the entire series, Perry, you're, you do all things Collider. I do. And Collider, we just heard, I, I know we can say it because it was on the Twitter Did sphere. We? Oh. Uh, Collider know, Nightmares is coming back. Yeah, yeah, we're back for the week because That's Halloween awesome. is coming up. We have we have kind of mini episodes airing every single day this week. So there's going to be five of them. And we talk about, it's not so much a news rundown, mm-hmm. but more just what's going on in the industry pertaining to horror yeah. right now. So we talk a lot about, you know... Indie versus blockbuster horror, the rise of Blumhouse, all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Is there yeah. anything you can uh, tease that's coming this week, or is it all top secret that you're talking for, about? For Nightmares? Yeah. One of my favorite parts about the episodes that we did is at the end of every show, you get a movie recommendation from each of us. That's awesome. So it's, you know, it's not necessarily our five favorite horror movies of all time, mm-hmm. but the five movies that we just love to watch and can't not watch every Halloween season. So since we are doing a, a and on the show is John Schnapp. Uh, Mark Riley and Clark Wolf, right? You got it. It's you four. Yep. Okay, you're the, the the gruesome foursome. I love it. Uh, all really awesome people. I know all those people. Aww. And uh, Clark and I go way back. We're in a short film. Clark's come on the show here, too. And uh, we're in this uh, short film. I don't know if she ever told you about it. called Where Are You? It's a weird... Um, mm. It's as if the Charlie Brown group grew up to be a uh, David Koresh-like cult this is sounding vaguely drink, familiar. I feel drink like you Kool-Aid guys, you guys might have described this to me <laughs> when, when you actually I came in. Yeah. So when am I going to see it? Uh, it's all, I'll, I'll send you a link. Yes, I'll tweet please. it out. I'll tweet it out. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, not ridiculous. It's a really well-made short, but the idea of uh, your favorite Peanuts gang all uh, committing mass suicide is a little ridiculous. And a little bit. Graphic. But so um, since we're in the, in the mode of Halloween and stuff like that, uh, I have two movies that I always have to watch. Uh, and well, three actually now. Um, it's Monster Squad, Trick or Treat, and John Carpenter's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Those are mine, and those are my three go tos. And uh, Monster Squad because it's like the Goonies of Halloween for me, and uh, Trick or Treat because for me that one, when I saw that when it came out, it, it uh, it's the most fun Halloween specific movie I've ever mm-hmm. seen, and it and it really delves into the lore. If you haven't seen Trick or Treat. Clark was on the show. We covered it, and it's it's an awesome movie. I highly recommend it. And then, of course, John Carpenter's Halloween is just classic. Solid but list, right? What there. are your uh, What are your go tos? You've got one of mine, and it's Trick or Treat. Yes, and I love the anthology format so so it's much. It's one of the best anthologies it, ever. It really where is. Where it all actually is cohesive. I know, and it works so well. And it's also one of the best horror movies to actually capture the spirit of mm-hmm. Halloween, which mm-hmm. is why I have so much fun with it. My other two are not super scary, but it's Hocus Pocus and it's A Nightmare movie. Before Christmas. So, see, Nightmare Before Christmas is always my bridge between... I watch it like mid-November to when I'm still bummed that Halloween's over and excited for Christmas. It's I always my bridge. I am a firm believer that that movie is a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie, so I'm going to watch it for both holidays. I like that. I like and it. And then Hocus Pocus. You know, I'm a kid in the 90s. I grew up watching Hocus Pocus My wife loves over Hocus and over Pocus. And, over. and I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, and we rewatched it last year, and it was great. It's really fun. It still fun. holds up. It does. It it's hol- so much fun, and the three of them together, it's oh. breaking my heart that Disney Channel is redoing it. I was going to ask you about Ugh. that. They're redoing it, and they're, they're going to... There's it, no need. They're going to do what... Because Adventures in Babysitting was a movie I grew up with as a kid that I loved, that my mom and dad would cover my ears when they thought nudity was coming from the Playboy, and they would, no, cover my eyes when they thought nudity from the Playboy. That'd be <laughs> like, weird. That too much. Cover my ears. Look out! Don't hear the nudity! <laughs> and cover my ears whenever she said, don't fuck with the babysitter, as if I couldn't see her saying it. But my parents would rush over and just, like, full-on, like, oh, earmuff, like, box my ears, to, as if I was going to just, like, as if I'd never heard that word before, and suddenly I'd be like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, by the way, we can swear on the show. Oh, that's I didn't nice. say that. I didn't say that. I don't know if you can on Collider. Um, I know usually... We, I'm... Try, we try not to, but if you've ever seen Collider behind the scenes and bloopers, yes, 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 everybody yes. well knows that, you know, I, I like the F-bomb when I yes. mess things up. I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't listen to any rules here. In fact, they stopped having <laughs> me do live reads because they're like, well, Begley's just going to be terrible at it. Um, but yeah, so those are, those are solid choices. And I think that what you said about Trick or Treat uh, how it sums up the feeling of Halloween. Because for me, I used to like to watch super scary stuff around Halloween. Now I like watching really fun, yeah, gory, like ridiculous stuff. Like we watched 
Jason X last week, which is absurd. That's a, and yeah, that's a good watch, just, though. What did I? Oh, I just watched Clown. Have you seen Clown? That I was, have seen Clown. I, enjoy, I I didn't know. I didn't have like a big expectations for it at all. And I actually really. John Watts is Clown, yeah, right? Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. But to me, like, it, the new it that came out this year would be a great example of Ooh. like my kind of Halloween movie where it's. <laughs> That's it's fun just but creepy. And my kind of horror movie, fun. period. Yeah. My, that's just my kind of movie, yeah. period. I mean, they really just captured in that movie horror and character, yeah. just coming of age, all that's so, so well aware. I think that's why it made so much money because yeah. it's a movie that could really be for everyone, even if yeah. you're not into the genre. And I think that I keep trying to convince my wife to see it. She saw the trailer and her, her actual. Uh, we, we went to see The Big Sick. And before the big sick, it plays. And my wife, to this day, is so pissed about that. She's like, she actually, in the theater, yelled, not yelled, but very loudly said, fuck that. And people laughed around us because they all were thinking it. But she, to this day, is like, why did I go to a romantic comedy and they showed a trailer for it? And I'm like, I don't know, honey. Yeah, I don't but really get that either. You should go. And I, I try, I'm trying to get her to go, but she's she's definitely... That's like when people went to see It. Did did you hear about the uh, the folks that saw the Mother trailer right before It? Oh, yeah. And it was kind of... It was uh, retooled to come across as yeah. more of a horror movie. Oh, so yeah. I think some Which... people were pissed that they see It, they see a trailer for Mother that looks kind of like yeah. a horror movie, and then they went and saw Mother and Which got what they got. I watched your review for Mother, and uh, I, I loved Mother. I thought it was mm-hmm. awesome. And I actually... The, the thing that I... I don't want to get into it too much here but the third act was bananas and i really Ooh, yeah. enjoyed it but i don't like you said i don't know if i ever need to watch it for a very long time but i can see where that trailer specifically in the beginning i remember it saying like it will fuck you up yeah. and like all this stuff and it's like yeah it's like it comes at night was another movie that was great but horribly yeah. like the, just not the right advertising it, it took was me false a while to figure that out just because I had seen it comes at night at a festival so I saw it before that marketing campaign really ramped up and I loved yeah. it at that festival and then when I was watching trailers I was watching trailers and seeing what I had saw in the full feature so to me in my mind it looked like it was marketing it pretty yeah. appropriately, but then I've heard that reaction from so many people. It took me about 45 minutes of the movie to finally go, okay, I'll be on board now because it's not going to be what I thought. Anyways, I could ramble about all these other horror films forever, but the, so if you want to see Perry on Collider, she's on, what like what are the main shows you're on? You're oh, on man. pretty much everything. I'm doing a lot of reviews right yeah. now. Actually, and one, you have your own channel too. Yeah, I did. I started my own channel recently and I'm doing fun vlogs and just random things over there. I still do my box office predictions yeah. over there which I am absolutely obsessed with. And then on Collider, we just dropped a Stranger Things Season 2 non-spoiler review today because we got to see it early. Um, don't worry, because it's it's good. It's good, but you I'm, should watch the review because there's there's some... We don't go into anything that's too, you know, yeah. too spoilery details, anything like that. But if you want a general sense of what you're going to get in the new season, it's a, okay. it's a good video. It's a good chat we had. I get super jealous of my friends like you and Josh McCuga and Mark Ellis and... I'm just name dropping everyone. Don't be, don't be jealous because I'm like, they they see everything awesome before me. In this case, don't be jealous because right now I am in Stranger Things like withdrawals. I'm yeah. I'm in that funk. It's over for me, and everybody around me hasn't seen it, so everybody else is still buzzing about yeah. it. I'm just like. I don't, it's have done. Any, I don't have any more to watch. <laughs> now what do I do? For me, I'm I'm bummed out because I'm going to uh, I have to be at a wedding this weekend, and oh, so. Bummer. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm excited because I get to see my family and stuff, but I'm, there is a small part of me that's like, guys, you're cutting into my Stranger Things time. Anyways, I guess we should talk about Final Destination, oh, but yeah. I just wanted our fans who don't know you, but I'm sure they all do, but if you don't know Perry, now you got to know her a little bit. So that was, uh, that was the get to know you section of this. Since uh, Jesse's not here, we're going to play things fast and loose today. Uh, as if I'm very structured when he is here. Um, most episodes, it's me trying to figure out if the water tastes weird. Um, Something about drinking water out of a mug is weird. Like yeah, just plain no, today water. today it doesn't taste weird. Uh, there was one time where I was convinced it tastes like chemicals, and I talked about it for the entire show. It doesn't anymore. I think the filtration system. I love how not. you're like, there's chemicals in the water. I'm like, let's yeah, try let me, it. let me see. What, <laughs> I am an expert at figuring out what kind of chemicals. <laughs> so, Final Destination. Uh, I don't know if I, I can't remember if I saw this in theaters because it was 17 years ago. Um, I don't think I did. In fact, I don't think I've seen any of them in theaters. I think they were always the movie that I bought on DVD when it came out in a bargain bin and loved it. And I have loved all five. Even four is garbage, but there's some good, there's some fun kills in it. 
but it is the, it is the weakest. Like <laughs> you, just, you just flip the table and leave. <laughs> Four is the worst. Yeah, by and far. I, I used to think that three was the worst. And then uh, revisiting, I tweeted out, uh, they made a super cut of all the kills. Which, yeah. when you three, watch the, Three's got some good ones. Three's got some really good ones. And four, they're all pretty terrible. And they're super on the nose with like, I got my eye on you. And then she gets... Exactly, yeah. It's a lot of really bad on the nose dialogue. And it doesn't move the plot forward. But I remember when I first saw Final Destination, uh, it made me laugh. It freaked me out. As we already talked about, it made me hate getting on planes which I already did, and it, it, I always have like this weird thought every time I get on a plane now, like waiting for some kind of strange premonition. And re-watching it, I forgot how, uh, like we said in the beginning, how I, I like two the most, but this is actually the best film. Mm-hmm. And I think it holds up. It holds up 17 years later. Uh, the only thing that's dated is maybe their super baggy cargo pants, which well, I used to wear all the time. At least it was appropriate for the time, though. <laughs> it's, a, it's a period piece, yeah. you know? So when when did you first see it? And what? Because you saw two first. I actually saw two yeah. first. I saw one on DVD. I have a mm-hmm. good story for two, though. Yeah, so please. So two I did see in theaters, and I'll never forget it. And I wouldn't even be surprised if my dad watched this. But so back in the day, I went on, it was like one of my first dates in high school, and I went with a guy to see Final destination two on a night that a big snowstorm was coming into long island so we decided to go and it was all you know covered with uh, like a light powder so we were yeah, fine yeah. when we came out of the movie there i mean it was just like a full-on blizzard very snowy and who's sitting outside the theater when my date's supposed to drive me home Papa Nems, and he made me, I'll never forget this, he made me get in the car with him, and we followed that guy all the way back to his house, and then my dad drove me home. So yeah, I'll, I'll never forget Final Destination 2 for Did that he, reason. Was there a second date after that, or, or no? I'm pretty sure there was a second date okay. with that guy. One way or the other, we did remain friends. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was yeah. nice. And then Your dad my, was just looking out. And he also loved Final Destination, so I guess it's connected that way. But the whole Final Destination franchise is a really weird thing for, for my family. It's like, if any of the movies minus four is on TV, yeah. one way or the other, if I'm home in New York... All four of us will wow. somehow make our way into the room and sit and watch to the end. See, that's amazing to me because my parents can't do anything gory. And when when Renee and I did the Funhouse Massacre and they came and watched it in theaters, my mom, first off, it was like a midnight screening on Halloween like three years ago. Excuse me. And um, there was uh, it was a film festival thing and there was like three short films before it and one was super gross. One was like super dark and just fucked up and my mom literally was just like this the whole time like "Eh." and I was like ah sorry mom and she's like falling asleep I'm like this is gonna be terrible and she actually really enjoyed our movie but every time there was a gory scene even though the gore in our film is very kind of like this where it's like a little campy it's practical but it's campy and she's just like nope and to this day she's never watched it a second time she keeps saying she's going to but she can't handle gore or violence and I noticed now that now that we've had our daughter, my wife is weirder about gore, too, where uh, before she was a little bit cooler with it. Not cool, but, you know, like, it didn't phase her as much, and now it's like, oh, oh no wow. way, no way. Like, she bailed on Walking Dead halfway through the season, uh, and so did I, but I need to catch well, up. for maybe other reasons. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, yeah, but it's weird now how, like, she can't handle stuff as much. That's so weird. But I will say, uh, if my daughter Daisy is ever in a snowstorm at the movies, I will be showing up there and doing the exact same thing. Because it's just what you... He just was protecting you. Yeah, That's no, all. I mean, I was, I was mortified you. at the moment, but I look, yeah. I look back on that very fondly. Because he was just saying, hey, you know, there's, out. there's black ice out there. I know, I grew it's up in real, Ohio. It's a real thing on, on Long Island in yeah. New York. Because once I made a nasty joke about it where my mom was like, you drive safe. And I'm like, duh. Like, I wrote back, duh, in a text message. Yeah. Ten minutes later, I called her that I went into a skid and hit something. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Learned my lesson the hard way. I thought it'd be funny to uh, speed up a little bit going downhill once, and I hit a patch of ice in a Geo Tracker, which are already death traps on wheels, Ooh. and I spun, uh, th- I spun, what would that be? 700 and, uh, 720 times, because I went through, uh, 720 degrees, because I went, <laughs> not 720 times, that would have been insane. <laughs> no, so I went, we went around once, and then a full circle again, and straightened back out, and I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, that was my final destination moment. I just dodged it. And we'll see when they catch up with me. But uh, anyways, let's get into this movie. So yes. we'll do the... I, I know Steve in the booth is probably like, when are you going to do the plot in under three minutes? <laughs> We're going to do it now, Steve. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. All right. So, Perry, uh, All right. you've never been on the show before. No. So 
Uh, what we do is we do the plot in under three minutes. Okay. And we do the best we can to remember it. And it's not fair because I have a cheat sheet here, but I'll try not to look Cheater. at it. What's that? <laughs> Cheater. Cheater. All right. So are we ready? Yes, sir. Count it down and we'll, we'll go for it. All right. In three, two, one. Okay. Yep. So the opening credits start and there's this really ominous uh, oscillating fan, the most ominous fan in the world and all mm-hmm. this like stuff about death. And then uh, Devin Sawa is superstitious and his dad is like, hey, the, you, you have your whole life ahead of you. And all this really overtly ominous dialogue. Uh, the nerdy kid Todd has to take a shit. So they go do that. Um, there's all these girls on the thing. They make him switch. And then he has this premonition where uh, the, the, the latch falls down and all this stuff happens and all these triggers in his brain. He's like, what's going on? Then the plane takes off. Worst turbulence ever. Blows up everything. Somebody explodes. And then, ah, the plane's going to explode. And he gets everybody to run off for all seven of them that, that leave with him. And uh, what what happens then? I covered the first six minutes. Okay, they all, <laughs> they all get off the plane and they're interrogated by the police. And then they all go home with their respective families. Mm-hmm. And then a little while later, they have a memorial at the school. And they have a big statue. And they 39 days statue. later. After 39 the 39 days later. Yeah. And then, uh-oh, death comes for them. And Todd goes to the bathroom and he tries to clip his nose hair but what happens is he ends up tripping on a clothes wire and it strangles him it comes around like 17 <laughs> times and then he knocks over some soap and he can't get up and he dies and they think he committed suicide and the dad blames alex devin Sawa's character and then alex and claire have this thing which in deleted scenes it turns out they have a relationship and she has a baby thank god they cut that anyways uh so then people are starting to think that devin Sawa's was involved and then miss luton is next he has a vision terry. That, oh terry Bus. sorry terry yeah they're all <laughs> somehow they all end up in front of this cafe and terry's pissed because Kara Smith's character, Carter, is being just a giant, world-class douche. And she says, you just dropped fucking dead. Hit by a bus. Blood all over everybody. Now, Miss Luton. Now, she's next. And yeah. Alex knows it. So he goes to her house to try to watch out for her and save her. <laughs> the tire. But the stupid cops come and pick him up. Shrek. Creepy Shrek comes and picks him <laughs> Agent up. Agent Shrek is the and, creepiest character in the and movie. And they sit there and they interrogate him yeah. while she's busy drinking her alcohol and dripping it all over the floor and onto her computer. So sparks fly. The house lights up. And she gets stabbed by her own knife. And then a chair falls on her and stabs it straight through, yes. killing her. Yes. And then Devin Sow is there and he gets the idea to pull the knife out and hold it and step in her blood and then the house blows up and Billy uh, Sean William Scott's character is out there like what the fuck's going on man and his his fingerprints are on the knife so he goes out into hiding and Claire gets uh, Billy and um, and uh, what's his name Carter. Carter Carter to come meet them in the woods and they have this little romantic moment there where they talk and then okay just tell a little bit more then I'll take the rest of, uh... and then they're, then they're driving back and Carter goes crazy so yeah. he decides to kill himself and he parks the car on the train tracks after he's speeding like crazy yeah. and then at the last minute he decides he wants out of the car and then Devin Sow has a premonition so he rips his seatbelt and they yeah. hop out and they think they're all safe but then oh no it's Skip Carter and it went to Billy and then a big piece of creepy metal cuts his head well, off. Okay so Billy's head gets cut off and they're like oh my god what's gonna happen next and then uh, Devin Sow goes in the in the cabin and he, he death proofs the whole place but then uh, Claire starts it really he realizes Claire's next she he electrocutes himself and he oh, it skips and then they end up in Paris and then the sign hits. Whoo! <laughs> Who knew Perry's better at this oh first time God. than I that am? That was fun. I like that. I've done this so many times that I'm terrible <laughs> at it every time. Terrible every time. Because I get hung up on the minutia, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I want to explain every little thing. Like, the first 45 seconds I spent on just the plane crash. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there we go. So that's the plot. We're done. See you later. No, I'm kidding. Um, so let's get into this. I want to focus mainly on, uh, obviously, the, the kills, because they're the most ridiculous. Oh, yeah. But the beginning of the movie, and one of the first sound clips I pulled was uh, clip number one, which we'll play in a second here. Uh, the dad says, as he's getting ready, the dad says the most ominous, weird thing for a parent to say before their kid goes off across country on a trip. Can we play clip number one? So, 17, on the loose, seeing your trip with your friends in Paris, 10 days in the springtime. Live it up, Alex. You got your whole life ahead of you. There are so many things weird about that clip. It sounds even weirder when you can't see yeah. the actor and you're just hearing his, his, little his chuckle. Like, deep, raspy voice. Yeah, And his little, <laughs> live it up, Alex. You got your whole life ahead of you. I don't know about you, but my parents never, when I was leaving for a trip or even going to the grocery store or like a movie, ever to me was like, you better live it up. You got your whole life ahead of you. Of 
course I do. I, I hope. think the only time my parents ever said that to me was an inspirational type thing yeah. where I'm like, oh, yeah. like I didn't get that job. They're like, don't worry. You have your whole life yeah. ahead of you. It's just the beginning. And it's they the never weird. said it like that. It's the weirdest context for that ever. And there's a ton of these kind of things. In fact, when they get on the plane, so we're introduced to this class, which the main characters are the only ones that really matter. Uh, everybody else is kind of... Todd's brother. Don't Todd's, forget about Todd's, Todd's brother. brother. We have a sound clip from Todd's brother because Todd's brother, he come, when they get on the plane, there's a baby crying. And the first thing I th- thought before having a baby was, oh, fuck, I hope my seat isn't next to that baby. And now when we mm-hmm. fly with our daughter, I'm like, fuck, I hope somebody doesn't hate babies that sits next to us because, <laughs> sorry, she's 11 months old. She's going to be a maniac. But can we play clip number two? Because this is what Todd's brother thought. And then they go one step further to have a handicapped gentleman yep. who has like an oxygen tank yeah. or something. And it's like, oh, that's who blows up. That's so fucked up. I just realized because I rewound that scene yeah. a few times when the pl- in his premonition when the plane explodes, the oxygen explodes and they just so- show blood and like gut splatter. And I was like, who was that? They blew up the... The, the the handicapped guy. There, there's That's a whole, super. I mean, you could even just take a step back and think it was an entire high school French class. <laughs> it's really, it's really fucked. The, the, I, the other ones, as crazy as they are, like the freeway chase, uh, the freeway crash in the second one, the roller coaster is probably, no, NASCAR is the silliest. But I think it goes, this is the most fucked up, then freeway, then bridge in five, yeah. then roller coaster, then NASCAR. Because... I guess it also depends what you do more in your yeah, life. It's you like gotta, the if, suspension bridge one doesn't bother me because I don't really yeah, drive over many of them, yeah. but I fly all the time, yeah. and I always think about that. I'm always, somehow on the freeway, I always manage to be that car behind the one with the gigantic logs that could crush me. Every single time. Every single time I'm like, okay, okay. No, seriously, let me over. Let me let me the fuck over. There's logs <laughs> right here. Get out of my way. I hate it, especially if I'm on like a country road too because then I'm like, no, this is just like Final Destination 2. But I think the NASCAR one for me is the least worrisome. Uh, although the escalator... Prim- the escalators, that's, the, that's probably like... Is that four? That one is four. See, that's... Wh- that's the best moment in the whole thing. That's actually the, the thing that pushes four back to being fun again for me is that the third act... Fake out premonition is awesome. Sadly, it's the, it's the third act. Sadly, yeah. But the nails like blowing up and shooting through the theater screen and them all getting pierced with nails and then her getting uh, three eaten. did the nail gun better though. Oh yeah, three, it, that's because it goes through the back of her head. That's a great scene. That's incredible. But I forgot about that when she gets sucked into the escalator yep. and it just like chews her up. And who hasn't thought about that? I mean, that's the brilliant thing about yeah. these movies is whether whether or not you're immediately in that kind of position, it's like at one point oh, in your yeah. life you're going to come across that. You know, even thinking about five with the gymnastics thing. That's the best death in the whole like, series. I don't do any gymnastics, <laughs> but I do sports all the yeah. time, and I go to CrossFit every once in a while. And I just I'm always like when I'm doing box jumps, I'm always thinking, don't take a wrong step. I think of three every time the weight. I'm doing weights yeah. because when he goes ah, and then the weights crush his I'm head. I'm pretty sure I never went back in a tanning bed after I saw the turd. <laughs> oh yeah, there's so many things. This makes Final Destination one through five make you afraid of everything. Yep, pretty much. You don't much. need the news. You just need to watch these movies. But like the escalator thing, I remember as a kid growing up in the '80s, they were always like, "Hey, hey, hey always hop over that last step yeah. so you don't get caught in it." Make as sure it, your shoelaces are tied. Mall rats did that joke too. We're like, and there's a kid caught in the escalator, <laughs> and it's like. How would that actually happen? Like, that wouldn't... It would just be like, okay, and it might might shut down the escalator. You, I mean, you would think there would be some sort of safety mechanism if of. it tripped it. Like, if you got stuck, like a shoelace or you something. Would hope. I don't know. Elevators? Thankfully, I don't know. I don't like elevators well, now because of two. Well, man with hooks, yeah. Two when it hits her. That's another great scene. Oh, it's so good. There's so many. Just watch <laughs> the thing I tweeted out that has all of them in it. They're incredible. They're, they're like... I think the, the thing that this movie succeeds at that... Um, for better or worse, they always have the most fun thing for me is to watch this super elaborate, gruesome game of mousetrap going on where you're like, how's it going to happen? Yeah. And the fake outs. So we'll get into the first. Oh, uh, well, let's get into the, the premonition first. Then we'll get into the first death because there's only like four in the movie. But um, but I love the fake outs. Like we mm-hmm. said about the nose clippings. We'll get to that. But the, the premonition, first off... Um, how it all starts off with like the the ominous thing about the baby, the handicapped guy. None of this is like yeah. God would be fucked up if he took down this plane and thirty nine high school kids. Come on, 
Uh, and then how the premonition starts off is all these weird signs start happening, and then when they go up, and it's the world's worst turbulence, and so now every time it happens, because my wife freaks out during turbulence, I have to erase mm. this movie from my memory and just go, it's cool, it's fine, it's just, it's nothing. And instead I'm going, Final Destination. I, ah! I think about it, but I'm one of those people that, I like I like daredevil type things, yeah. because my thought process is, if there's a company that's, taking me on as yeah. a customer. Like, nothing yeah. nothing can happen. Or if something does happen, what the heck am I going to do about it? So I might as well just sit there yeah. and take a deep breath. I went bungee jumping one time for my buddy's really? bachelor party, and I, I actually had nightmares about it up until we went, and then it ended up being one of the coolest yeah. things I've ever done. It was awesome. I, I've never done that. I'll probably never twice, do it again. Though, it's a good time. Skydiving is a little... I gotta build up to that. Um, then the side of the, the thing... The side of the plane rips yep. open. All hell breaks loose. People get sucked out. I'm amazed they didn't have somebody get caught in the turbine or whatever. <laughs> like, um, I don't think they do. Uh, not exactly that. They play with that a little in five, though. Yeah. 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 And um, then the oxygen blows up and we figured out who it was, which is really fucked up. And the whole plane burns. And then Devin Sow is on fire, burning, wakes up, freaks out. He gets off. Billy, a.k.a. Sean William Scott, Ker- Kerr or Kerr Smith. How are you saying? Kerr Smith, I think. Kerr Smith, the <laughs> weirdest name. Uh, Carter, the jock douche guy. So Billy, I liked seeing Sean William Scott play this nerdy, yeah. picked on guy. It was fun because he's always the cocky dude. And it was fun to see him get shit on an entire movie. Yeah, he has a and rough you, go with you it. You feel bad when he gets his head cut off. I, I love that line he has when he's looking out the window. He's he's like, uh, there they go and here we stay or yeah. something. And it was just, you know, it's those, those cheesy lines that continue to set the stage for yeah. what's to come. And really, that's the... It's like, of all horror movies out there, I feel like Final Destination needs a little bit of cheese yeah, to it. Because it half to. the fun of it, a, a lot of the fun comes from the things feeling slightly realistic, where you can apply them to your own life, mm-hmm. but also the whole idea of figuring it out and following all the clues until yeah. it actually happens. Yeah. And you think you, you know when it's coming, you know when it's coming, and then it doesn't until it does. Yeah, and then also waiting for, uh, like you said, the the kind of one-liners that people say which usually can bog down a horror movie mm-hmm. actually elevate these where you're you're like ah oh, you're gonna get it yep. you're not no you're in trouble you're next you know and there's so many of those and in fact i pulled um uh where is it oh okay so then they go to the funeral after all this because they get off the plane curse Kersmith, uh terry who i guess is a cheerleader a popular girl of some sort they don't really tell she's us she's the girlfriend she's the girlfriend uh devin sawa and then the teacher and Ali Larder's character, uh, Claire, uh, they get off. They all get off the plane. And Her name it, is Clear. Is it Clear? It's, you know that has always driven it's me nuts. Clear? It's like, Why isn't it Claire? And why is it Clear? Oh God! Yeah, that's weird. Isn't that weird? I thought they said Claire the entire movie. The I mean, fact really, that they said in clear? most movies she would be named Claire, but she's really Clear. Ugh, that, clear rivers that really ruins stuff for me a little bit <laughs> <laughs> ruins a lot for me don't worry she dies in the second one i know she dies really quick in the second one which actually bummed me out but now that her i know her name's clear rivers it doesn't bum me out as much uh so kerr smith uh carter the jock douche is being a real i mean he's being really insensitive at this mm-hmm. memorial for 39 of his classmates he's being a great a asshole can we play clip number three i control my life not you carter <sighs> I'm never going to die. Ooh. And that's one of those lines that's so on the nose, but perfect. Yeah. Because now you're just like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? They actually do a pretty good job, though, with him being an asshole, but it not being too crazy and outlandish, because they're all pissed and they're scared. Yeah. I mean, this guy just had a premonition that they were all going to die. Yeah. And then all their friends died. So, And really, could you blame the police for trying to connect the dots? Not really. This is the one that has the most logic to it. Where yeah. the FBI, even... <laughs> though having an agent named agent shrek which i think this came out after shrek came out i feel like i feel like was shrek, shrek, was shrek, shrek 2004 maybe i don't know I, why i, I think i know i that. just can't separate it now and his delivery of every line is super weird too <laughs> where just every line is like so where will well you it's like when that that other one goes he he goes that, that kid creeps me out and he goes you know what you, you creep, creep me you out, creep me out. <laughs> that's what everybody's thinking <laughs> in the audience but then stifler uh, or <laughs> billy billy Sean William Scott comes up, and he also is being a little inappropriate because he wants to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to basically. He thinks he's talking to Miss Cleo with Devin Sawa. So, clip number four. I took my driver's test last week at the DMV. DMV. <laughs> it's the lowest score you can get, but I passed. The thing is, when I was done with the test, you know the guy that drives with you, you know during the test. Right. Yeah. Well, anyways, he goes, uh, young man. 
you're gonna die at a very young age. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, <laughs> I love world's worst DMV uh, uh, instructor or, or pa- test giver ever. Who? Who knows? Maybe there's DMVs out there that really say that just to freak people out to drive safely. Maybe that would work. You know, you're gonna maybe or maybe he drove so terribly. You know what's really weird about this is like picturing him going to the DMV. This movie takes place in Nassau County, Long Island, where I grew up. So Mm -hmm. it's like they go they go to JFK. I think at the beginning it's Jones Beach and. You know, pretty much like that, that town with the coffee shop in it is what every little like town looks like yeah. where I'm from. Is uh, Todd's accent put on or is that his real accent? Because he's the only one that has a very Long Island like kind of like. Uh, no one from Long Island. Ta- like I'm from Long Island. I talk yeah. like that. I say Long Island and I make it one word. Yeah. But nobody talks like Todd does. Todd, and Todd talks like. His brother like... doesn't talk that way either. So it's not like they <laughs> came from weird. another town. No one talks like Todd but Todd. He yeah. just has this weird Todd voice. Uh, which I didn't pull a Todd clip, and he's dying next, so whatever. We talked about how uh, I didn't notice um, until watching it this time how much water plays into it and how many of the deaths are... uh, how death is just really trying to sneak the water in at every turn, where this one, the toilet starts leaking, and it it starts seeping, and you think it's going to be... Uh, first off, I don't know why he's shaving with no shaving cream and no water. And it's just like the first stroke he takes, just, he nicks himself. Of course you're going to do that. <laughs> if you're using no shaving cream, no water, and an actual straight razor. This kid's insane already. He has a death wish. Then he goes to the the super pointy scissors, and you're like, oh, God, is he going to yeah. just stab through his head with that? And then it fa- oh, then it's the stereo, maybe electrocute him. And then he slips on the water, and we already said in the the recap how the the wire, the clothing line wraps around his neck an insane amount of times. But it's death. They can, death can, like, move things to a certain degree. Death has a really hard time moving the electric wire in the third act. But, you know, whatever. Maybe that wire is heavier than the, the clothing line. And when he's choking out there and, and mm-hmm. flailing in the soap and his eyes turn beet red, yeah. that's actually a really cool effect. And that's, it's super gross. That is a really cool effect. I mean, I would imagine if you are like that, that stressed and you, you can't so. breathe like that, that would happen to your eyes. But that's one of the, the eeriest effects of it. And yeah. with the whole wire thing, it's just that happens at the perfect time. That was planned so well. Sometimes when I watch this movie, I can't believe it was uh, James Wong's first feature. Yeah. Like that is insane yeah. to me that he put all this together for his first film. It, 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 all of the death sequences are super well uh, choreographed and mm-hmm. they're really fun to watch. It's like you're piecing together a, a super grotesque puzzle. It actually, I would, I almost wonder if the Final Destination movies are kind of, and this might be blasphemous to horror fans, but if it was kind of a segue into the saws of the world, you know, where like saws are yeah. like these super elaborate death sequences where I know they're not remotely the same kind of movie, but like it, it's kind of like you get the same fun, although I've only seen two Saw movies, but uh, you get the same fun out of, like, figuring out how people are going to escape versus how people are going to die in this one. I see what you um, mean, and they were both kind of budding around the same time. Yeah. Isn't it too bad the industry doesn't really do that, where maybe maybe they're so popular at the time because they were they had that at their core, yet mm-hmm. they were so completely different. Meanwhile, yeah. now, you know, if creepy clowns are popular, all of a sudden you're going to wind up with a million creepy clown movies. Every single haunted attraction around Los Angeles I'm is sure. clown. Yep. Clowns! Everywhere. Hey, everybody, it's clowns. Um, You know, clowns are freaky, but come on, after a while, it's just overkill. Uh, So Todd's done. They think that uh, Todd's dad blames Alex for it. Um, Claire and and Alex start to kind of have a bond where she's like, I feel what you're feeling because my name's Clear Rivers, so clearly (laughs) I would have some sort of connection to you. Uh, And then they they go and break into the, um, the morgue to see Todd's body, and... They come upon Tony Todd's character, who I think is just referred to as the mortician, and gets no setup. They don't react to how fucking weird this guy is, and then they just leave. And I have two sound clips from it, because he plays a similar character in the Hatchet movies, where he just says weird, eerie shit. No one really comments on how weird it is, and then he's gone. And I love it. He, it's one of my favorite, he's one of my favorite cameo horror actors out there. Uh, can we play clip number five? In death. There are no accidents, no coincidences, no mishaps, and no escapes. What you have to realize is that we're all just a mouse that a cat has by the tail. Every single move we make, from the mundane to the monumental, 
the red light that we stop at or run, the people we have sex with or won't with us, the airplanes that we ride or walk out of. It's all part of death's sadistic design leading to the grave. Good God, that's such a nihilistic way to view life. Only he could deliver those lines that way. And that, that is why he can just walk into any movie. And it, awesome. and it felt right. Because those lines are super overt. They're very expositional. And it's it's basically the entire theme of the movie in one 30-second chunk of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And he delivers it like it's a Shakespearean monologue. And yeah. Robert England is similar. Uh, he does a very short thing in the beginning of our movie. And Robert England's the kind of actor that when I when we first met him... He was in his dressing room, and he I saw his script, and it was, like, marked as if it was Shakespeare. And I'm like, trust me, our script is not Shakespeare. And he was asking us, like, if he could invert a line or something. And I was like, you, you're Freddy Krueger. You can do whatever you want. Like, I, I may have told that on, the, on Collider Nightmares. Forgive me if that's a repeat story. But I just find that interesting with these, these horror actors. Like, Tony Todd and, and Robert England are good actors mm-hmm. who can deliver really cheesy dialogue yeah. super well. And, and especially this next line. Which hints that maybe he's the Grim Reaper? Can we play clip number six? But remember, the risk of cheating the plan, of disrespecting the design, could incite a fury that could terrorize even the Grim Reaper. And you don't even want to fuck with that Mac Daddy. <laughs> Who can deliver? You don't even want to fuck with that Mac Daddy, other than Tony Todd and maybe Samuel Jackson. And just as well. how that's paired with him pulling the device uh, out yeah. of his neck too, and then you get their reactions. It just all comes together so well. But they never. I, I do wish there was a scene where they were leaving. Like, well, that was fucking weird, right? Like, there's a few. But maybe they don't need that for this kind of movie. It, it's weird to me because I am I can be very analytical with films and I want yeah. reasons for everything. It's really weird to me how right that feels. And yeah. even when I rewatch it now, yeah. so many years later, having reviewed so many movies, it's none of that feels wrong to me at it just, all. Which it is makes kind sense. Of bizarre. You just watch it and you're like, yeah, okay. I buy that this guy would be in yeah. there and that they'd be they'd go along with it. And does he die in the second one? Tony Todd? Yeah, or no? I don't think so. He doesn't blow up with uh, clear. No, no. Uh, that's Eugene. That's Eugene. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, So uh, we'll keep going because I know we only have 10 minutes left and I want to get to all the deaths. So we'll skip ahead a little to where they're all in front of the cafe. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I love that Devin Sawa sees a bus in the window premonition, but then doesn't mention it. Like, he just keeps talking to clear, which I fucking hate that I have to say clear every time now. <laughs> I thought it was clear. But uh, he sees his bus premonition and he's like, Eh, well, whatever. Uh, so anyways, back to this design that I'm talking about and who's next. He figures out the order of things because he saw a news bulletin and then he dro- which all actually makes sense too, where where everybody was se- uh, seated, how the chain reaction happened and who would have died next. Um, and then Terry gets pissed off because, again, Carter, but justifiably mm-hmm. so, is being a great A asshole, but through motivations that make sense for his character instead of usually in horror films the jock is just a dick the weirder thing to me in that scene is how carter can drive like a lunatic nearly hit billy on his bike stop traffic and have other people potentially get into a crash and nobody stops him nobody comes up to him to say why'd you do that there's no cops with her death it's another thing where the timing is on Point. In fact, we have the sound clip that shows how perfect the timing is because as soon as this sound clip, you hear her get hit by a bus at the end. So, clip number seven. I'm moving on, Carter. And if you want to waste your life beating the shit out of Alex every time you see him, then you can just drop fucking dead. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> the teacher, they just all get like, it looks like they all just get way less blood than what would well. actually hit them and the teacher just her reaction miss luton's reaction is just like <laughs> it's so good it's so good and this movie really hits a tone for me that's that works where they never like go too huge with the emotions where like in real life you would probably be shocked like that you'd yeah. probably be like what the fuck it never it never goes to these emotional extremes they don't have time. No, they it's just like move. It, it, yeah, if they had time to sit and process it, maybe we'd see that meltdown. Yeah. But, I mean, really, the only time we see the meltdown is at the ceremony at the beginning, and that's it. Yeah. It just flies otherwise. Well, in a movie like this, that's kind of the point. Because if you get into the super emotional uh, devastation of yeah. losing all your friends, then suddenly you're like, 
going to be fun oh, anymore. Fuck. All right. Well, I don't want to see anybody. Like, it's not a drama. You're here. Yeah, it's yeah. A, basically a teen slasher fic where the slasher is is death. It's death. Yeah. So we'll move on to, uh, to Miss Luton because we already talked uh, about Agent Shrek being super serious and creepy. I think Miss Luton. I think Terry's is my favorite timing. Yeah. But I think Miss Luton's my favorite death because it's bananas. It, I'm it, right there with you. It goes to crazy town. I'll yeah. let you describe this I one because I, t- I, I, I rambled it, about the last it one. It goes to crazy town, but every single step of that makes sense where, where she's talking on the phone to her friend and she's all upset mm-hmm. and she's making herself tea to calm herself down. And, and then the mug. She sees the, the shadow in the tea and yeah. she throws it. So that's, that's the end of that. So then she's like, damn, I need some vodka. She has some vodka and the glass cracks. And then she doesn't know it cracks and she's just walking around her house with it dripping on the floor. And, <laughs> the and Really? most flammable vodka on I, earth well yeah that all right that might be a little bit of a stretch but like really who hasn't you know yeah. I, I am i'm a neurotic person with my laptop i don't like having food or drinks or anything near it but i spilled e- a but coffee even, on it once and i yeah. learned my lesson and i i put a plastic thing over it but mm-hmm. even me like sometimes i've been near my computer just standing and you could go like that yeah. and that's what happens to hers and then it sparks and she's screwed and then and it, it, glass explodes and it shoots a shard into her neck yep and it's it's so awesome because I didn't ex- I didn't even I didn't remember that happened. I thought she I was confusing it with another one with like a I thought there was something with a garbage disposal, but I think that's another one where the, it, it almost gets turned on. The garbage disposal is, is the second one with the guy who then gets the fire escape to the eye. I think that is yes. yeah he drops his ring down yes, the disposal. That's, that's what it is. Um, so she gets a glass in her neck, and then she's flailing around and. Uh, her oh then yeah the sparks of fire and like I said the world's most flammable yeah. uh, vodka ever and then the knife thing I think yeah uh, she goes into the kitchen and then there's an explosion and she falls on the ground and she's reaching up to grab the knife <laughs> the and she, she pulls put... the towel and all the knives fall and as one stabs soon, her as soon as she put the towel on the the yeah you case know. of the, the knife rack I was like <laughs> oh shit you're screwed but her reaction when the giant knife hits her chest she just goes like ah! I laughed out loud because it's. It's horrifying and comedic at the yeah. same time, and she's still alive. She's ble- she would have bled out by now by the neck wound, but who cares? Because it's awesome. Devin Sauer comes busting in because uh, he's he's gotten out of police custody, and somehow they're in the smallest town. You would think the police town. would escort him back yeah. there if they were at all skeptical. Yeah, you would think so, but you know, whatever. Uh, Agent Shrek is just uh, he's a little uh, in his own world. I think the other um, guy's Wiener. Shrek and Wiener. Shrek and, it's, it's a good combo. Weirdest names. It's like a politician and a, and a Disney character. What is Dreamworks it? Dreamworks character. character. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was still thinking of Miss Luton. So then he comes in and the, the stove explodes again, knocks the chair, which then jams the knife into her. And that's the death blow. And we already talked about it in the, uh, in the recap how... Mm-hmm. When he, I love how he just like his his reaction is, which maybe you would do in that situation, is to go, oh shit. Uh, I I don't know. I don't think I would pull a I'm knife out. Because I'm pretty sure she was very clearly. De- I don't think I I would have pulled the knife out. But one way or the other, he was screwed because yeah. when the house burns down, apparently it, it caramelizes his blood, which the footprint in yeah. blood is on the floor. So one way or the other, he was in trouble. Yeah, I think for me, I've seen enough movies uh, where they go, don't pull it out. It'll it'll bleed out. You'll bleed out if I remove the arrow or whatever. So I think if ever anybody's impaled around me, I'll just be like, ah, uh, just stay there, just stay there, and I'll just get a bunch of stuff and just like a blanket around it, and we'll just call the ambulance. As crazy as that sounds, I feel like that might be the smarter approach. I think if there's so. any doctors out there watching, yeah. I'd like to know. Yeah, if you want to comment if you're a doctor. <laughs> if any of us are stabbed by a knife, should we yank it out or just you know stuff the wound until somebody else arrives? Um, okay, so there's only... Uh, then John Denver is a recurring theme in this, ah, by the yeah. way. I forgot that she nudges the record player and restarts the John Denver mm-hmm. song, which this movie makes me not want to listen to John Denver, which bums me out. Uh, okay, let's play clip number eight. This is when Carter gets, uh, rightfully so, another justifiable douche moment where he's like, mm. fuck it, I'm going to take my own life into my hands, and he starts flo- he floors his car, he's driving like a maniac, and then Billy uh, is freaking out in the back, and this is what he says, clip eight. <laughs> French Aww. class. Poor Billy. Yeah, Billy just had nothing to do with any of this. Mm. He just got stuck in that group with those guys. He was late getting on the plane. And they give him such a hard time. They're all dicks to him. He, Poor he's Billy. going through post-traumatic stress, too. Why are they such assholes? <laughs> and then Carter's in there. You already said in the in the recap that he has a... that Alex has another premonition. They, he frees him just in time before mm-hmm. the train hits him. 
And then Billy's like, fuck you guys. I didn't even want to do this. And then what happens to Billy, Perry? What happens? Billy's head gets sliced off. The train hits some, like, rogue <laughs> piece of metal, and it just flies straight into his head and chops it right off, and they all freak out. Because it, it skipped Carter at that yeah, point, so yeah. then it went on to Billy. Yep. Oh. Poor Billy. And the head that rolls down looks nothing like Billy. I feel like they did a bad head mold of him or something, so they purposely framed it so you can't see too much yeah. of his facial features. It's pretty amazing. It just kind of flops in and you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't... I feel like that was just generic head that it's you It's just awkward around. that it looks like it was also like he was cut off at the mouth, too. It yeah. wasn't like a clean decapitation. But I, I feel like... Yeah, because then the head has the... I can't remember if the body has just the neck or if it has the lower... Oh, whatever. Now I'm just getting into the minutiae when we only have two minutes left and i got to hurry up. Uh, so then uh, Alex figures out that he's he's going to death-proof his cabin, which my only thing... The only qualm I have watching it again is I actually wish that um, there was more freakouts of him in the cabin, like that moment where yeah. he shuts the door and the, the pickaxe comes through. I would have liked a few more moments where death fucked with him in, in that to make him think he to as the red herring that he's next yeah. before I mean Claire. except for the fact that it wasn't his turn it wouldn't yeah. make sense for for death to mess yeah. with him that's one of my favorite things about the uh, the map of the seats too yeah. is how he realizes oh I never switched seats so mm-hmm. things would have been different and, and then it changes the order and that's where Claire is next but we have a sound clip real quick can we play clip number nine I know we got a minute and 50 I promise I'll wrap up by then clip Dennis. number nine <laughs> nice one overlooked it. Tried to capitalize, but I caught you. You fuck. So that's when he thinks death is going to get him by a rusty fish hook. And then he realizes he was wrong. He goes and saves Clear. (laughs) She's out in the backyard trying to save her dog from an electric wire, which if you've had all this shit go on, I don't think you're going to worry about I, I think you'd be like, sorry, dog, you're on your own. That's not true. Okay, maybe. I don't know. I might. I love my dog, but I might be like, hey! That is the exact reason why I would die in a zombie apocalypse, okay. because I would take Dewey, my cat, with me. There you go. And I would die. I'm a terrible person. Uh, I would be like, sorry, Sundance, you've led a good life. I can't. I love you so much. I love you so much, but I'm not getting electrocuted in this scenario where it's aiming for me. Uh, she escapes. Uh, Alex electrocutes himself, and you think he's dead. And then they cut to six months later, they go to Paris, mm-hmm. and um, Clear gets a vision. Alex is almost hit by a bus. The bus launches <laughs> the, 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 telepho- uh, the light pole, it does like a full 360 yeah. in the air, rips the sign down. And, and what happens in the end there, Perry? And in the end, it cuts to black when Carter is hit by that falling sign because yep. he saves Alex, so it goes back to him, yep. and it just cuts to black there, so we never really know at the end of this movie what happens to Clear or Alex, but and then we find out. We have the sound clip, actually, from that. Can we play clip number 10? I told you you were next. This just skipped me. So who's next? <laughs> Carter is... That's all the time we have. I'm sorry we we had I had so much fun having you on the show, this Perry. This was a blast. I You're, could talk about Final Destination I know. for so much longer. We just need to do all five, well, except the fourth one. Ooh. All of them except four. The fourth one could be an interesting conversation. There we though. go. There we go. Well, we'd love to have you back. Thank you so Happily. much for coming by. Thank you for having me. Where can they find you? Um, on Twitter and Instagram at PNemroff. I have my YouTube channel. You can just look up my name. It's all there. And then Collider Video, the YouTube channel. Awesome, awesome. You can find me at, at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram at Guilty Movie Guys is our handle here. Uh, comments on this. Tell us what your favorite Final Destination death scene is and what your favorite Final Destination movie is. And next week we'll be doing Halloween 3 back at our regular scheduled time with Jesse McIntosh here. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a safe Halloween and what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.